A blessed Sunday, everyone. Welcome to our Sunday worship service here in Ictus Dumagete Online Church. Now, as we have our final message of this series, Unchanging Love in Uncertain Times, let us open this with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have given us. Lord, we thank you for how faithful you are, how good you are in our lives, even in the midst of these uncertainties, in the midst of this crisis that we have. Father, we want to honor you with all our hearts. We want to glorify your name. We want to thank you for your loving kindness. We want to thank you for your unfailing love and your faithfulness throughout our lives, O oh God, especially in continually protecting us, guiding us, being with us in every step of the way of our lives. Thank you so much, Abba Father, and Lord, be with us now as we have this last and final message in the series that we have, how to really embrace your love, especially during this time of uncertainties. Father, we acknowledge that your Holy Spirit is our teacher today. So Holy Spirit, dwell in us, be with us, and open our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears so that we might hear the clear conviction, the clear commands that our Heavenly Father would like us to tell and to show so that we can continue to respond in everything that He wants us to do. We would like to entrust this time to you now. This all we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and Amen. So beloved, maayong buntag sa tanan and we praise and thank God that today we will be closing and this gonna be the final message and a challenge for all of us, especially sa atong series, Unchanging Love in Uncertain Times. Now, we are in our part 5 of this series and it's our prayer, it is my prayer that up to this point, we already being equipped how to respond right labi na sa mga uncertainties that we have in our situation at this very moment, especially in responding to this pandemic that we have. Beloved, again, in this series, we have this question that we want to answer, how to embrace God's unchanging love in uncertain times. And the answer is we need to have faith over fear. And today we will be discovering the last and the final letter of the word faith. But before that, let me again give you this reminder and I hope and pray again that from this very moment, you've already memorized 1 John 4.18 as our anchor verse for this series. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Beloved, again, remember that it's only through the love of God that can drive out any fear that we have, especially during this time of crisis. And remember that in the Bible, that a love is not only a feeling, love is not something that we work with our emotion, but in the Bible, love is a person and it's in the person of Jesus Christ. So beloved, today, let me have the total summary of our faith uh, acronym in every letter of the word faith. How to embrace God's unchanging love in uncertain times? Now, step one or foundation number one is this. Fill your heart with God's love. Number two, abound in God's finished work. Number three, instill Christ's sacrificial love. And letter T, trust in God's deliverance. That's our message last Sunday. And today, the title of our message is, Hold on in your faith in Christ. If you really want to experience and if you really want to embrace the unchanging love of God in your life, especially during these uncertain times, you've got to hold on in your faith in Christ. And that's going to be our discovery for today. Now remember, beloved, that it's not about how big is your faith. I believe that as in our journey in the Lord, we have different maturity level at this very moment. Maybe for some, they're just newly birthed in the family of God. They just accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. For some, they become infants in their spiritual maturity. For others, they might be now walking as a child. Or for others, they become young adult. Or for others, they might be now spiritual parents. Now, I don't know about you in what level you are right now in your walk with God as a disciple of Jesus, especially talking about your spiritual maturity. Now, whatever spiritual maturity you are in right now, God's command for His children that if so that they can continue to experience the unchanging love of God in their life, they've got to hold on in their faith. You might be an infant, you might be a child, spiritually speaking. You might be a young adult at this very moment. You might be a spiritual parent at this very moment. 
you know, our spiritual maturity is actually, you know, that's not gonna be our confidence that, oh, I am now a spiritual parent, so I am spiritual spiritually mature than other people. No, remember this. It's about how we hold on in our faith in whatever level you are or in whatever spiritual maturity season or journey you are in right now. So, beloved, today, we are going back in our verse that we chop chop every sunday about john 3 16 it's gonna be how to embrace the unchanging love of god we've got to understand john 3 16 phrase by phrase and we are now in the last phrase of john 3 16 we started with for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him la sunday shall not perish and today we'll be closing it with but have eternal life We'll be discovering that. And that's why today we will have this question. How to strengthen your faith in Christ? I believe that we have faith in the Lord, but God is commanding us that we need to hold on to it. Especially during this time that there are so many uncertainties. And I believe that you and I are emotionally affected, mentally affected. And remember this, whatever comes in in our mind, if we are affected by this covid or whatever season you're in, for sure it will affect your emotion. And from your emotion, it will affect upon your will. And from your will, it will affect upon your action. And if it's a negative thinking, it will always produce negative action. But if you have spiritual thinking, you are being empowered by the Holy Spirit, and by faith you respond to that, you've got to be, have, you will always have that fruitfulness in obeying and responding to God. That is why our goal here is not just to have a positive thinking, but rather how to strengthen our faith spiritually that will affect the Holy Spirit, will affect our mind, our emotion, our will, and the action that we have in our lives. Beloved, I hope and pray that these three basic steps will help you in starting up, especially at this very moment. I don't really know how's your heart condition, how's your faith condition. Are you so fiery in the Lord at this very moment? Are you tired up and burned out with all the things that you're doing for the Lord, especially in the ministry? Are you losing hope in the prayers that you have because of this pandemic? Are you claiming the victories at this very moment because God is so good and you're experiencing breakthroughs in your life? I really don't know what's going on in your situation right now. I really don't know what's going on in your, in your life right now. But remember this. Whether you're in uptime or downtime, God wants you to strengthen your faith in Christ Jesus. So, let's begin discovering the three foundations in how to strengthen our faith in Christ. So, foundation number one, beloved, is this. As we end this message, I hope and pray that we can commit into these three commitments that God is bringing to us and in our hearts today. Number one, I will commit to be rooted in the Word of God. If you want to continually be aware of God's presence and if you want to continually experience the unchanging love of God in your life, you've got to be rooted in Christ, in your faith. And not only that, the most important anchor that we have is in the Word of God. And you might be asking why it is important to really commit to be rooted in the Word of God. Psalms 18.30, it says, As for God, His way is perfect. The Lord's Word is perfect flawless again let me say it again the lord's word is flawless if you have your bibles with you i want you to really underline that phrase the lord's word is flawless now look at the the promise look at the text it says he shields all who take refuge in him now beloved god is actually inviting us to that intimate relationship with him not only because we are experiencing struggles right now not only that we are experiencing crisis right now but rather god wants you and i and we are being invited every day to really soak with him to commune with him to be intimate with him especially during this time and god is telling us he's describing his word the bible the word of god as it is flawless and, it's way, and it says, His way is perfect. Now, what's one of the most important reasons why we need to be rooted? Not just about being disciplined, not just letting the Word of God become a routine in your life, but rather to be rooted in the Word of God. Because in the Word of God, beloved, remember this. God's ways can be revealed. God's will can be revealed. God's wonderful plan for you can be revealed. 
you will surely understand by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit what is God's will and God's plan for you. Now, let me ask you this. Are you struggling in seeking God's will at this very moment? Are you struggling or maybe questioning God, Lord, what's your plan for my life? What's your purpose for my life right now? Now that we have pandemic, I don't know. I am not sure in where I am going or where I am heading. Do you have those questions in your life? Beloved, if you have those season at this very moment, don't let go. Don't be too far from the Lord. But rather, this is not the time because God is inviting you and me to continually cultivate that intimacy through the Word of God. Be rooted, beloved, because if you discover the Word of God in your life, for sure, through the Holy Spirit's empowerment and illumination of God's Word in your life, you will surely be comforted. You will surely be clear. You will see clearly the, the beauty of God's will and purposes in your life. So, beloved, remember this. The Lord's Word is flawless. And the moment you have it in your heart, it will guide you through. And remember this, the, especially during this time of COVID, this time of pandemic, this is His promise. God will shield you for those who will take refuge in Him. Beloved, do you have those seasons at this very moment in your life that you feel like you are not safe? That's why fear creeps in. Do you have those seasons in your life at this very moment that you know, you're uneasy, you have a lot of worry or anxiousness because you feel like you are not safe? Beloved, remember this. Anything in this world cannot make us safe. No matter how much money you have in your bank, no matter, no matter how much insurances you have in your life and in your property, no matter how much you earn in your business or in your work, nothing in this world can give you security. Nothing in this world, no matter how healthy you are at this very moment, nothing, again, let me repeat that, nothing is, can, can really give you that safety that you're looking for. That no matter you already achieve from money, from health, from properties, from anything that you feel and you think, this can give you security. When you get it, for sure, it will not still give you that peace and security and safety that you are looking for. You know why? Because it says in Psalms 18.30, He shields all who take refuge in Him. Real peace can be experienced over our anxiousness, over our worries, over our fears, when we take refuge in Him. Now the question is how to take refuge in the Lord when you become rooted, when you start to cultivate rootedness in the Word of God. Beloved, let me ask you this. How's your devotional lately? How's your solitude lately? Are you still struggling in how to make time with the Word of God? Maybe that's why there's a lot of problem at this very moment in your life because you are not rooted in the Word of God. Maybe the answers to your problems, the solution and the peace that you're looking for at this very moment, that's why you keep on struggling, is actually in, is in the Word of God. Beloved, I pray that you will repent, you will change your mind, you will change your way and start to priority having, cultivating, intimate relationship with God by being rooted in the Word. Another one, beloved, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 25, this is one of the things that Jesus taught to His disciples and even to those people who, who, who heard His message when He taught in the, in the mountain. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, it means apply, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. What does it mean? What is this picture? Whoever hears the word of God, and whoever applies the word of God will be strengthened, will be anchored, will be rooted. So where it started, when you hear the word of God and when you apply. So it's not just about hearing. You might hear great sermons. You might read great books. You might listen to the great preachers in the whole wild world. But if you will not apply what the Holy Spirit is convicting in your heart, for sure, you might be full of here, you might be full tank in your knowledge about the sermon, the Word of God, the Bible, the practical life, life, lifestyle that God wants you to do, and even the things of the, of, of the deep knowledge of theology in the Word. You might be so full, alright, in your mind, but, here's a big but, if you will not apply it, there's no change. There's no change, beloved. Why? It is Jesus Himself who taught this to His disciples before. Therefore, everyone who 
hear these words of mine and puts them into practice, puts into application, put it into action, will become like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, there are many people who misinterpret this verse. They thought that if they hear more, especially to those um, theologians and to those great preachers, and if they read more articles, they read more Christian books, they thought they will become wise. They thought they will become rooted. But Jesus clearly says this in Matthew 7.25. It's not just about your, your reading and comprehension and the knowledge that you have that will make your life like a house built upon the rock. Application is very, very, very important. That is why my prayer for you, if you really want to experience the unchanging love of God in your life through these uncertain times, I pray from the part one up to this part five of our series, I pray that you are intentional and committed to really apply what God is convicting you. I really don't know in what particular series, particular message, particular verse, particular application that the Lord is strongly convicting you through the Holy Spirit. I don't know. But my prayer is this. If you want to experience the unchanging love of God during these uncertain times, don't just hear. Put it into action. We need to put it into action, beloved. And my prayer for you that now you understand I will commit to be rooted in the Word of God means rooted is not just about growing deep, reading deep, studying deep. No, it's not just about sitting and listening and watching and writing. That's part. But we need to do the second part, which is application. Put it into practice. Beloved, my prayer for you today, I want to challenge you. That starting today, commit. Commit to be rooted in the Word of God. Second foundation is this. I will commit to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. What does it mean for us? Real sons and daughters of God are those people who are being led, being infilled by the Holy Spirit at the first place when they accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, God's love and God's grace. And when the moment that the Holy Spirit is in them, they submitted to it, and then they welcome the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. And every single step, they walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And they are being led by the Spirit the way they think, the way they feel, the way they have their actions. And whatever the Holy Spirit is convicting them, they continue to follow. Following God's will, following every daily life, following how to cultivate that rootedness in the Word. And remember this, beloved, true sons and daughters of God is being led by the Holy Spirit day by day. I believe that the Holy Spirit is convicting us daily, reminding us daily, but I hope and pray, beloved, that whatever He is commanding you, whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you, obey it. Because it is not just the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is being given so that we can be equipped to follow God's will. At the, remember this, whatever the Holy Spirit is commanding us, it is God's wonderful and perfect plan for you. I don't know about you how you perceive the commands of God. Maybe for you, it's a task. Maybe for you, it's a burden. Maybe for you, ah, oh, it's another command. Ah, oh, it's another conviction. But for me, beloved, I want to really hear from step by step and along the way what God is revealing for me. Because you know why? Because I know it's for my good. Every command, every conviction, every revelation, every leading of the Holy Spirit, I believe for me personally, aside from being a pastor, but as a child of God, I know that it is for my good. Amen? We always pray, Lord, I hope and pray that we can all be good. Lord, can you give me this? Can you give me that? Lord, can I request for this? You know what? Remember this. Just follow the Holy Spirit in your life. You might not understand it for now, but whatever is convicting you, remember this. Everything happens for your good if you obey the Holy Spirit. Beloved, Remember in 1 John 3.24, it says, Whoever keeps His commandments abides in God, and God in Him. So let's talk about obedience. Now, and by this, 
we know that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. It means, beloved, that God is actually calling us, again, foundation number two, be rooted in the Word of God. And secondly, we need to obey the leading of the Holy Spirit. Remember this, beloved, every time you get rooted and deeper with the Word of God, I believe that there is something that He wants you to do. Amen? It's not just about um, reading the history, reading the Psalms, and reading the Proverbs. I believe that in every verse, in every time you make time in your reading of the Bible, the Holy Spirit is also working in you and through you. Even just literally reading without even expect, expecting that the Holy Spirit will speak. But I believe if you are a son or a daughter of God and you are being led by the Holy Spirit, every single word, every single phrase, every single verse that you're reading, it might be one hour reading, 30 minutes reading, or even just five minutes reading, I believe that the Holy Spirit will surely convict you. Beloved, my prayer is this. If you really want to embrace God's love in your life, especially during these uncertain times, instead of, you know, embracing worry, embracing fear, embracing anxiousness, embracing the things that cannot be controlled in this life at this very moment, why not just embrace God's love? And in order to do this, first, you've got to be rooted in the Word of God, and second, you've got to be led by the Spirit. And remember this. Why it's very important? Because everything that the Holy Spirit is leading you, when the Holy Spirit says, go to the right, it means that it's for your own good. Go to the left, it's for your own good. Stop for a while, it is for your own good. Now go, it is for your own good. Everything that the Holy Spirit, because it comes from the Abba Father, it comes from above, everything that the Holy Spirit is giving to us through the Scripture and through His revelation and conviction, for sure, 100%. It is for you because the ultimate plan and the ultimate desire of the Father is to bring good things to you. Is to lay down His will, lay down His plan. You know why sometimes we got a pro we got problem in following the Lord? Because sometimes we do shortcuts. Sometimes we do it in our own way. Sometimes we it's different the way we perceive things. Sometimes even though God is just telling you, I just want you to see one week. We're trying to discover the one year and the ten years to come. If God is just telling you, okay, what I want you to do is to know what's going to be tomorrow or what's going to be today. We're struggling in asking the Lord, in, you know, in perceiving, Lord, what's going to be one week from now? What's going to be one year from now? Especially during this COVID, we always have those, those questions. Lord, in COVID, when will this end? Maybe it's going to be three years from now, five years from now. Beloved, remember this. Years are not in our control. What if God will say, okay, it's going to be this week, Wednesday. It's going to be, uh, you know, the rapture. Do we have that control? No. We don't have control, even in our time, even in our day, even in our health. That's why it's very important to be filled and to be led and be empowered by the Holy Spirit along the way so that we can unleash those fear, anxiousness, and worries and cares of this life. Yeah, we still think about what's going to be my life five years from now and three years from now, but it's not going to be the problem because you are anchored deep in just be being led by the Holy Spirit one step at a time. Beloved, my prayer for you as we culminate this, I really want you, that's my desire, I love you as a friend, as a pastor, and I want you to be equipped even more and more in embracing we need to be anchored in the love of God during this pandemic. Everything is uncertain, but God's love is unchanging. And my prayer for you, first, you've got to have that heart that's willing and committed to draw nearer and rooted in the Word of God. How to do it? Not just about expanding your knowledge, not just about expanding your Israel, your understanding and knowledge about history and the book of Acts. No, it's good to have those things, but applying what the Holy Spirit is leading you. That's why point number two or foundation number two speaks about I will commit to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I hope you understand it now why it is important to really obey. Do not, I hope and pray that starting today, you will not let the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, ng dili nimo buhaton ang iyang giingon. My prayer for you is you will always be humble enough and you will ask God, and Lord, can you empower me? The Holy Spirit is telling me to do this. Now, Holy Spirit, empower me to do this because I cannot do it in my own. 
I hope, beloved, that the heart of obedience will be in you. Amen? So, first, we've got to be rooted in the Word of God. Second, we need to be obedient in the leading of the Holy Spirit. And thirdly, beloved, is this. I will commit to live out the fullness of the promised life. Again, fullness of the promised life. You know, in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, Jesus said, I have come in order that you might have life. What kind of life? Life in all its fullness. Say this with me, fullness. Now, what does it mean, fullness? When you talk about fullness, it doesn't say just eternal life. But rather, your life at this very moment that you are in this broken world, in this hurting world, at the same time, your life in its fullness, where there is no pain, there is no sin, in the life to come in heaven. So, when we talk about fullness, what to do? As we continue to move forward and as we culminate this message, this is my challenge for you. Commit to live out the fullness of the promised life. Beloved, even though you might be suffering at this very moment, even though you have sickness at this very moment, even though you have broken relationship at this moment, even though you have emptiness in your heart at this very moment, even those emptiness that you cannot understand, remember this. Embrace God's love. And then commit to live out the fullness of the promised life. And you might be asking, Pastor, what does it mean? What does it mean, fullness of promised life? What does it bring? So when we talk about the fullness, because sometimes as Christians, we need to really grow in our understanding of that life that God has given us. Because sometimes for others, they are thinking that, ah, if I will accept Jesus Christ, the kind of life that He is giving me is, when I die, I will surely go to heaven. And that's right. With the assurance, by faith, by grace, by our response in believing and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are actually forgiven. We're actually adopted in the family of God. And we are locked in in our relationship with Jesus that no one can snatch us away. We talked about it last Sunday. And of course, you have a place in heaven. But remember that it's not just that. It is coming soon. That is our future hope, that when we die, we will not worry. That when our loved ones die, and then they accepted Jesus Christ, you might share the word of God, your best friends, your close friends, and even the community where you're living. If they have Jesus, for sure they will be going to heaven. We know that. That's our future hope. But what about the life that we have in this world? That's full of sickness right now. That's full of disease right now. That's full of corruption right now. Can we still experience that fullness of life? That's we, that, that, is this fullness of life that we are being, you know, we are in an MECQ mode in our community, especially here in Dumaguete. I don't know about you, wherever you are right now in the part of the world. But remember this, can we still, or is just for the future hope, can we experience it here in this world? The answer, beloved, is yes. Because His promise, He said, I have come in order that you might have life. Life in all its fullness. Jesus is not just talking about so that you will have, you know, ticket to heaven. So that you will be assured that you will go to heaven. But what he is saying is this. That even you are still here in this world. And you might experience a lot of troubles. Just like the disciples before. Just like the apostles before. They are not living a good life after Jesus ascended to heaven. They're not living a good life when they started Acts, the book of Acts. Where the first church is being organized. They've been actually in the upper room. They're praying and waiting for the Holy Spirit to come and empower them. And if you look at the lives of the apostles, especially Paul, they're not living a good life. Now, the real question is this. What does it mean, fullness of life? I, I will commit to live out the fullness of life. Now, remember this, beloved. The real fullness of life is not about having all the good stuff in this world. Again, last Sunday, I talked about all the good stuff here in the world are temporary. What does it mean, fullness of life? That as you continue to experience maybe ups and downs in this life that God has given us, you have that fullness because the presence of God is your confidence, because the presence of God is your victory, because the presence of God is your assurance that you, that you will continue to be victorious as you continue to follow Him while you are living in this world. I believe that all of us are really looking for that future hope. But how about now? We have to fight and face this COVID. 
can we still experience it? Maybe right now you're saying, Pastor, how can I experience that fullness when I'm suffering in a sickness at this very moment? Pastor, how can I experience the fullness of life that God, that Jesus is telling us that when we accept Him as Lord and Savior, we can experience it in this life that I don't have a work right now, that my business is becoming bankrupt more and more at this very moment because of pandemic. How can we experience that fullness? Remember, beloved, the kind of fullness that we have is actually not the kind of fullness probably that we know what's in the Word of God. Maybe the kind of fullness that we have instilled in our lives are the success and the money and the position and the possessions that we, might, we, we, can, we can claim in this world. But beloved, those are not the things that God is giving us. For God, those things are normal. For God, those things are just simply as provision. For God, those things are just for you to enjoy as a blessing. But when we talk about satisfaction and fulfillment of life that He is promising us, is you know what? It's not about all those things. For God, those things are just bonus. And for others who don't have that, imagine this, beloved. What if the measure of Christ's fullness is more on money and more on material things? How about those poor people? How, how about those people, if, if we will measure the fullness of life, it's all about being healthy. How about those who have cancer? How about those who are suffering in a, a sickness, especially COVID at this very moment? If the measure is millions in your bank account, how about those who don't have bank account? If the measure is more on possessions, how about those who don't have possessions? That is why, beloved, remember this. In the Bible, when we talk about the fullness of life, it's not about the success of the world and how the world is measuring fullness and satisfaction. Because all these things, no matter how high you are, no matter how low you are, everything has an end in this world. Actually, there's nothing that we can really brought going back to heaven as we look at the future hope. So the question now is, what is that fullness of life that God is giving us? Let me share it to you. Three major things concerning about what are those things? What is this, what we call this fullness of blessing? Okay, The fullness of life that it brings. So there are three major things, beloved, that in our ups or down, we can experience the fullness of life as we are still living in this world. And these, are, these three are very, very important. Number one is this. The fullness of life that God wants for you and me is this, newness in the light of God's grace and love through Christ. The fullness, beloved, is not about you know material things and money. It's about the newness. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. That's the very first promise, beloved, that if we commit to live out that fullness, new life is in you. you your, your past life must, might have a lot of um, sinful acts, shame, guilt, and any things that you don't want to you know, bring back because you know how bad it is. But remember this, beloved, no matter how broken you are, no matter how empty you are, no matter how incomplete you are in the past, if you lay down your life, if you surrender your life to Jesus today, He can give you newness and that is His first promise for you. I came to give you life and have it to the fullest. That's the first fullness that in Christ Jesus we can experience. Number two, beloved, is this. The second fullness is the confidence in facing uncertainties. I believe that the number one topic, the number one thing that we can always feel, that's why this Fear, these worries, this anxiousness are actually all results because of these uncertainties. But you know what? As a child of God, you will rise up. You will rise up from all these worries and concerns of the world even when we're facing this pandemic. Why? Because as your life has been given to Christ and you surrendered it, God can give you not only newness, but God will also bring confidence over whatever challenges, over whatever uncertainties that you are facing today. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, No, in all things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. 
because God loves us so much. Yes, it is not His promise that we will skip all the hardship and all the trials, but we will pass through it. But the good news is this, we are being what? We are being, uh, God is holding our hands as we pass through all those things. And He is providing us, He is protecting us, and His presence is with us. And it brings confidence that we can surely be confident in facing all the uncertainties in life at this very moment. So again, uh, we're, we are renewing our mind. Fullness of life is not about money, security of this world, properties, position, possessions, whatever things that the world is offering to us. But this fullness can only be found in Christ Jesus. First, the newness. Second, the confidence. And lastly is this. This is one of the things that I really love in terms of receiving what Christ has promised us that as we continue to follow Him, He will surely give this to us. Victory. Victory facing different challenges and testing. The Lord is promising us that we find victory in facing different challenges and testings. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God and hallelujah. Beloved, remember this. Starting today, when we talk about fullness of life, Bisag wala ka atong kwarta, wala ka atong properties, wala kay work at this very moment, you are sick at this very moment. It doesn't mean that you cannot live a life that, to the fullest. You can. If Christ is in you, you can. If you continue to build deep, rooted in the Word of God, you can, beloved. If you will let the Holy Spirit lead you through in whatever He is commanding you, convicting you to do, you can still do and you can still live and experience the fullness of Christ. Because remember this, in Christ Jesus, there is newness. In Christ Jesus, there is confidence. In Christ Jesus, there is victory. When we talk about fullness, it talks about Christ's work over our lives. Christ's work over our imperfection. Christ's work over our weakness. Christ's work over our sin, shame, and guilt. Christ's work over our life to the point that we can experience the embrace. It's not us embracing, but rather it is the Abba Father embracing us through His love, saying to us, My child, my love is unchanging. Even we are, you, you are now living in uncertain times at this very moment. It is not you who is embracing, but it is God first embracing you. And He wants you to experience it, beloved. As we end this series, my prayer is this. If this is your first time to be with us, I want to encourage you. Go back to part one and then proceed to part two, part three, and part four. There are many timeless lessons and practical application from the Word of God. How to experience the unchanging love of God in our life. And I'm going to challenge you. Question is this. Do you want to experience the fullness of life? even in the midst of these uncertainties? Beloved, let me ask you, are you searching for something new? A breakthrough? What is that one thing that you are praying for something new in your life at this very moment? Now, how about, do you want to have the strength and the courage and the confidence to face whatever uncertainties, challenges, or trials you are facing right now? Thirdly, are you waiting for the victory to come in your life? Are you waiting for that answer of your prayers? Beloved, remember, that is not impossible because everything is possible in Jesus. And He is just inviting us once again to repent, to surrender our lives. He is inviting us to go deep and be rooted in the Word of God. I don't know about you, but for me, every time I talk about how's your devotion, maybe at back in your mind, you're saying, well, Pastor is also asking na naman about my... No, why I'm always checking on you, why I'm always praying that you will be rooted in the Word, because there's newness, there's fullness, beloved. And remember this, please, don't hang up there. Don't be hung up that you are so confident at this very moment because you are so knowledgeable about the Word of God. You've been doing a lot of things about this. And then you might be so wide in your theology and in your doctrine and the history. 
Those things are good, but remember this. Truth alone cannot change. But applied truth will bring breakthrough in your life. There will be newness and there will be, you will experience the fullness. Especially when you listen. Not because you want to do it by your own flesh. Not you are doing it by your own ways and wants. But rather, being led by the Holy Spirit. Beloved, let me ask you one more time. Do you want to experience the changing love of God during these uncertain times? If you are that person who still don't really know or not so confident about your relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to lead you in a word of prayer. And I hope that this prayer will become a heartfelt prayer with you. Remember this, beloved, that in this life that we have, there are three things that God wants us to really do in our life at this very moment. He wants us to be rooted in the Word. He wants us to obey the Holy Spirit. And He wants us to experience and to live out the fullness of life. But remember this, we cannot do it without relationship with Jesus. That is why it's very important to go back again. John 3.16 That's our whole part, five-part series of this unchanging love in uncertain times. God wants you to go back to the root of His love. For God so loved the world. Remember this. God wants you to fill your heart with God's love. Receive Jesus, beloved. He gave His one, that He gave His one and only Son. Abound in God's finished work. He wants you to focus not in your own capacity, not in your own good works, but in the finished work of Christ 2,000 years ago so that you can have and enjoy the fullness of life and that relationship with Him, with Jesus, with the fellowship of the Abba Father and the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. Number three, He wants you to, that whoever believes in Him, He wants you to instill Christ's sacrificial love. Every time that we feel like we're discouraged, go back to that sacrificial love. Every time we have doubts, go back to that sacrificial love. Every time we feel like we're tired, go back to that sacrificial love. Because by faith, we can grow together as a community, as a church. You can grow in whatever season you are in right now. And then not only that, last Sunday, I challenge you with this. We need to trust in God's deliverance. Because this is His promise in John 3.16, shall not perish. And lastly, but have eternal life. Today, God wants you and God is inviting you. Hold on in your faith in Christ Jesus. That's why if you don't have that personal relationship at this very moment with Jesus, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And for you, especially to our Ictus Dumageti family, if you have that personal relationship with Jesus, don't keep it for yourselves alone. Your family might die without Christ and they will go to hell. Your friends might die if they don't have Jesus. For sure, they will go to hell. If all your loved ones, family, and friends will die without Jesus and you feel so confident that you have Jesus, for sure you will go to heaven. But how about them? I want to challenge you. Not just because I'm a pastor, not just because you're a leader, you're a disciple maker, but as a believer. Everyone is mandated. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20, the very first phrase is, Go! And make disciples preach the gospel. I hope and pray that at this very moment, it brings ignition in your heart. Do not be ashamed in sharing the gospel. Because in that gospel, there is the power of salvation that will save people. It means that you and I will be used by God to reach out those people, especially during these hard times. And God wants you that during this uncertain times during these hard times people are becoming even more open in the word of god and god wants you to bring that word because you have it in your heart to bring that word to them beloved if you have that relationship with christ don't wait for the right time ask the holy spirit when ask the holy spirit who ask the holy spirit how here in ictus dumagete if you have the desire to really be trained how to share the gospel, and you might be saying, Pastor, how to share the gospel, especially with a, with a one-verse evangelism like using John 3.16, please comment below, I want to be trained. Please let us know, I am a Christian. 
my my family is not a Christian. My friends are not Christians pa. They don't have Jesus in their life pa at this very moment. When they die, they will go to, he to hell. But you, as a Christian, you might say, Oh, I'm saved already. And I want to share the gospel to them. If you don't know how to share and you have the heart to share, please comment below. I want to be trained in sharing the gospel. Let us know your heart because we can help you. We have online courses, we have online trainings, we have Zoom mentoring every Friday to update and to train and to be encouraged together as we move forward. Beloved, today as I close, if this is your first time to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is telling you it's time, it's time to accept Him, pray this prayer with me. And after this prayer, if you already have Jesus in your heart, but you still have fear and sharing the gospel is not your priority in life. Make this commitment. Make this prayer, repentance prayer. We need to repent. We need to renew our mind. Because we don't want that it will become too late to share the gospel to your mom, to your dad, to your siblings, to your children, to your co-workers, to your business partners, to your friends. This is a time to rise up and declare the gospel to all nations. Let's pray. Repeat after me. If you are that person who wants to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, just repeat this prayer. Abba Father, I thank you for your word. And now, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I humble myself and ask forgiveness. Abba Father, I believe that Jesus Christ came. He was crucified. He died. He was buried. And on the third day, He rose again. And I believe in that, O oh God. That is why today, I want to commit my life to Jesus because I believe that He is my Lord and Savior who resurrected to declare victory over sin, over shame, and even death. That starting today, I become a child of God. That starting today, I am one of His disciples. And starting today, I am saved, secured, and victorious. Abba Father, let your Holy Spirit work in my life starting today. As I follow Jesus, this is all I ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. For all those who have relationship with Christ but struggling in sharing the gospel, no time, not the priority in sharing the gospel. If you want to commit your life at this very moment to reignite that passion in sharing the gospel to your family, friends, and the community, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, Forgive me for not being a good steward of your grace, of your love, of your mercy, of your salvation, of your sacrifices 2,000 years ago. I might enjoy it as a person. I might be feel secured. I might feel that I am a child of God and I thank you for that. But forgive me if there are times that you are prompting me and convicting me through your Holy Spirit to share the gospel. But I am always being shaken and overwhelmed to a point that I cannot share the gospel to those who people who are in need. Father, starting today, I want to recommit my life to you. I believe that you are my Savior and Lord. And now, Holy Spirit, ignite me, empower me, to share the gospel boldly as we declare that there's salvation, there's the power of the gospel, that salvation is there, that you want to use us as your instrument to declare salvation to our family, friends, workplace, business place, and even in the community. Father, help us to become good stewards of your salvation. And Lord, if you're convicting me to be trained 
because I don't know how to share the gospel. Give me a heart to learn. Give me the heart to follow you because I believe this is for my good. I entrust my life to you now. This is all I ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Beloved, if this is your first time to pray the prayer of accepting Jesus, welcome to God's family. Today, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and today is your spiritual birthday. And not only that, I would like to reaffirm it to you that starting today, you, you, you are now connected with Jesus. You are now connected with the Father. That there might be time that you feel like you are discouraged, you sin against God, you feel you are far away again in the Lord. Remember, starting today, in this relationship, it is not you who's, who is only holding in this relationship. But above all, it is God who is holding you. And remember this, no one can snatch you away from the Father's hand, from the hand of Jesus. That is why today, you are secured in heaven. And if this is your first time to accept Jesus and experience that salvation, can you please comment below? I accepted Jesus Christ today because we want to connect with you and we want to help you grow as a follower of Jesus. To those who prayed the recommitment prayer, thanking God for the salvation and committing to share the gospel. Beloved, if you don't know how to share the gospel, allow me to help you. Just comment below, I want to be trained and our online ushers will connect with you and we want you to join our online training in how to share the gospel using John 3.16. And I hope that we can see each other in our online self-paced trainings and it is my joy and my privilege to share with you, to empower you, to disciple you in how to share especially the gospel because we know that there's power in it. Amen? So beloved, thank you so much for joining us and let us close this message with a thanksgiving prayer for the five Sundays that He has given us to really encounter Him, to really encounter the love of God, to encounter Jesus above all. And now we are equipped. I want to commission you all that whatever you learn from this series, you can share this in your timeline, you can use this as a Bible study material, or probably to encourage a hurting or broken family member or friend. Just share this. This is free for all. God's message is for all of us. And I want to challenge you to continue to grow deep and deeper in your work and in your walk with God. Remember, it's all by His grace. Let us now bow down our head and let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us. We honor you. We bless your name. We bring back all the glory, praises, and honor. Lord, you are so good. Thank you for all the insights and learning. Thank you, God, for using me to become just the mouthpiece. And Holy Spirit, thank you for working within me and through me. It's not about me. It's about you, Holy Spirit. And thank you, Abba Father, for letting your children experience the love that comes from you through Jesus Christ. And it is now our joy to bring this to all people that we might encounter in this life that you've given us. Abba Father, have your way now. And I want to commission all who are watching this to go and preach the gospel to all nations, especially to their family, to their friends, and so our community. And Father, have your way in our lives. We love you, Lord, and we want to bring back all praises and glory to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.